Is he fast? Yeah. Do he got hands? Yep. Did he get open? Yeah, damn right he did. Well, who throwing him the ball? Does it matter? I don't know. Maybe. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Y. Slicker. Follow me on all social media at Y. Slicker. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, earn your chip. In today's meeting, we're going to talk about one of the Number one, hypocrisies. I'm going to call it a hypocrisy because people, sometimes it means something to them, sometimes it doesn't. They use it to justify one player as opposed to the other. And it is, who's throwing them the damn football? And what I mean by that is, does quarterback play really affect the wide receiver position. And the reason why we're talking about this is because Garrett Wilson is seemingly right now he is a first round, late first, early second round pick in the drafts that I've been doing. And the reason why he is up this high is because he performed well with bad quarterback play and now they, we are under the assumption that he is going to exceed the play that he had last season now that he has a new quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. However, Christian Watson is also being moved up draft boards because of the excellent play that he had in the last half of the season, even though those games were with Aaron Rodgers and he is no longer going to have Aaron Rodgers. So he's moving up the draft boards because of it. Uh, Christian, you know, Garrett Wilson is moving up the draft boards because of it. And then you got people moving down draft boards because of because they believe that the quarterback play is going to be bad, and that's Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. They're moving down draft boards. They're being picked way below uh, where I think they should be going. I think uh, as of as of the recording of this episode, uh, Chris Godwin is wide receiver like 28, 29, and then Mike Evans is like wide receiver 35. And, of course, all of our uh, ADP is in full-point PPR because that's the only type of league I play in, full-point PPR. I don't do the half point shit. Don't really care. Well, maybe I do half point in best ball, but I don't really pay attention to those rules. But that takes us to a different episode where you got to know your league. Know your league. But, yeah. So, who's throwing them the ball? Does the quarterback play truly affect whether or not a wide receiver is going to make it into the top 12. Because that's what we're saying right now about Garrett Wilson. He's being drafted in the top 12 of receivers. 
because he is getting Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Well, does that make a difference? That's what we're going to talk about today. Does it make a difference? So the way that we were going to make this happen here is I actually went and I charted all of the wide receiver ones over the past 10 years. And then I went back even further because we wanted to see if there was guys who entered the top 12 with a good quarterback, an elite quarterback, and if they dropped out of the top 12 by changing from an elite quarterback to a bad quarterback, and if they, or vice versa. So I wanted to, to, to look at all 120 of those players. It wasn't really 120 of those players because a lot of them made the list a lot of times, but all, 21, all 120 of those rankings. I wanted to see who they were and who their quarterback was at the time of them getting into the top 12. I also wanted to see whether or not, again, they dropped out if they changed to a worse quarterback. So if they had a quarterback downgrade, did they drop out of the top 12? And I wanted to see if any guys who had a bad quarterback, if they got an elite quarterback, did they enter the top 12? This is what I was looking for. Now, I was very, 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 very generous with the top quarterbacks, the people who we assumed are elite. I was very generous with this. Now, I wanted it to be people who we assumed were elite quarterbacks at the time. So at the time that they were getting these wide receivers into the top 12, were they in fact in real life football did people consider these guys elite quarterbacks? Were they the cream of the crop, the top of the tops? You know, top five, top six quarterbacks in the league. That's how you're considered elite, right? Were you making Pro Bowls? Were you winning MVPs? Were you taking your team to the playoffs, to Super Bowls? Were you, you know, were you, you know, top six, top five in passing yards, in passing TDs, were you considered elite? So the people that I considered elite, and some elite people you may not see their names on this list because we only charted the people who actually got, because we were charting the wide receivers and the quarterback that they had during that year. And I, if the quarterback played 13 or more games. They were considered the primary quarterback. I did not list any secondary quarterbacks for them. But if the quarterback did less than 13 games, I put the other quarterback that was throwing passes to that wide receiver as the secondary quarterback. So some of these people had two quarterbacks that were throwing the ball to them. Now, again, the elite quarterbacks, 
and I'm going to name all the ones who I considered elite at the time. I was very generous with this. We have Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Big Ben, and Andrew Luck were the guys that I considered elite at the time. And I was very generous with this. At the time, I, I, did, not, I did not put Matthew Stafford on here, even though he produced uh, seven top 12 uh, people here. Calvin Johnson, uh, Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate. Um, there was one more that he produced. Uh, Cooper Cup. And it was one more. Damn it, I'm blanking. Was it Marvin Jones? I think it was Marvin Jones. Uh, but that's what I wanted to see here. I wanted to see who, you know, I, I put... I, Charted them out as elite. I did not chart Matthew Stafford out as elite um, because at the time he was not considered an elite quarterback. People didn't think of him as elite. Uh, Kyler Murray, nobody thought of him as elite. I didn't put him as one. Uh, Matt Ryan is here because he won an MVP. Russell Wilson is here because, again, he he took his team to a Super Bowl. Uh Philip Rivers was considered elite at the time, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. Again, I was very generous with this. Um, in taking those guys as elite. But being generous with this, 46% of the time, these guys, so all of these guys that were listed as elite, 46% of the... 120 players were supported by an elite quarterback. So that means 54% of the time, an elite quarterback did not go along with a top 12 wide receiver. That in itself is saying that, hey, you can still have subpar quarterback play and make it to the top 12. Oh, but no, that's not. I, I know that some of you are going to say, no, that's, that's not that is, but you got to have good quarterback play in order to make that. We can go to, we'll, we'll drill this shit deeper and we'll go in year by year. But before we go in year by year, like I said, I wanted to look and I wanted to see what happened here. So, We're going to start, again, we're starting 10 years back. We're going to 2013. The top 12 receivers were Demetrius Thomas, who had Peyton Manning as his quarterback. Josh Gordon was number two. He had Jason Campbell for a few games, Brian Hoyer for a few games, and Brandon Whedon for a few games. And this was the number two wide receiver in fantasy. Number three was Antonio Brown. He had Big Ben. 
I believe this was the first year that he had gotten into the top 12 and he would remain in the top 12 until 2018. After 2018, of course, you know, he lost his goddamn mind. Number four was A.J. Green, who had Andy Dalton as a quarterback who didn't consider elite. He was an average quarterback. In the previous year, he was at number three. Brandon Marshall was at number five for the Bears. He had Jay Cutler and Josh McCown as his quarterbacks. Calvin Johnson was at number six. Of course, Matthew Stafford. Des Bryant, Tony Romo. Alshon Jeffrey was also a part of this top 12. So Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, both from the Bears, had Jay Cutler, who was considered a subpar quarterback, and Josh McCown, who was a perennial journeyman. Both in the top 12. Eric Decker was here at number nine. Andre Johnson. Eric Decker also played for the Broncos, so he had Peyton Manning up there as well. Andre Johnson from the Texans. He had Matt Schaub, subpar quarterback, and Case Keenum, subpar starting quarterback as well. At number 10. At number 11, Pierre Garçon. He had RG3 and Kirk Cousins. This is, I believe those are, that, that was second year RG3. And this is when Kirk Cousins was taking over the team. Number 12 with Deshaun Jackson. He had Nick Foles and Michael Vick as his quarterbacks. As you can see here, of the guys we considered elite, Only Peyton Manning and Big Ben there. So three out of the 12. Of the guys we considered elite, we considered those guys elite. They put guys in there in the top 12. But the majority of this top 12 were people with subpar quarterbacks. Subpar quarterbacks. We got better in 2014. Of course, this was the this was the year where Antonio Brown rose to prominence, and he would be the number one wide receiver in fantasy for the next four years. In 2014, this is when he he overtook Demetrius Thomas, which this would be Demetrius Thomas. This would be his last hurrah. In the top 12, excuse me, that would be that would be the, the, the decline of him um, as the play of Peyton Manning declined. The Broncos started to move in another direction, but the Broncos then, this was the second year in a this excuse me, this was the third year in a row that the Broncos put two guys in the top 12. And that would be Demetrius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. So what we're seeing here, we're seeing that the elite quarterbacks can put multiple guys in the top 12. Jordy Nelson was number three, and Randall Cobb was number eight. 
for the Packers. So Aaron Rodgers was able to put two guys in here. Of course, Des Bryant stayed even though he, uh, excuse me, Des Bryant stayed. He was in number four with Tony Romo. Julio Jones gets in here at number six. Odell Beckham Jr. gets in here with Eli Manning. Jeremy Macklin from the Eagles was at number nine. He had Mark Sanchez, Mr. Butt Fumble himself, and Nick Foles. So Deshaun Jackson drops out. Jeremy Macklin comes back in. Looking at, you know, these aren't really good teams. So you got the elite guys putting multiple guys in there. And then the not-so-good teams are getting guys in there. Alshon Jeffrey, he stays in there. He drops from 8 to 10 as Cutler plays the whole season. Golden Tate enters with Matthew Stafford. And this was, I believe, Calvin Johnson got, I, I believe he, he was injured that, that year. And then T.Y. Hilton enters at number 12 with Andrew Luck. So again, you know, you're looking at this and you're like, man, I mean, we got some elite guys here. As far as the wide receivers are concerned, and they got elite quarterbacks attached to them. Then we go to 2015. Julio Jones is number two because we already established that Antonio Brown was number uh, one. Brandon Marshall gets back. Ryan Fitzpatrick is his quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins, number four. He had Brian Hoyer. And Ryan Malley as his quarterbacks. Odell stays in. Allen Robinson enters at number six with Blake Bortles. Larry Fitzgerald's here. A.J. Green's back again after he came from injury. Jarvis Landry enters from the Dolphins with Ryan Tannehill. Doug Baldwin enters with Russell Wilson for the Seahawks. Demetrius Thomas at number 11. With Peyton Manning, of course, Peyton Manning got injured, so Brock Osweiler uh, subbed in. And then Calvin Johnson at number 12. The reason why people are dropping out is due to injury or missed games. It's not because of them switching quarterbacks. Jordy Nelson dropped out because he's back in 2016. He was back as the wide as wide receiver two, number two. He dropped out in 2015 due to a season in the injury. He got injured in the preseason before seasons even started. So he missed the entirety of the 2015 season. Then enters Mike Evan with Jameis Winston as his quarterback. He did not enter due to a quarterback change. Jameis Winston was his quarterback. Prior to him entering. He didn't enter in 2015. He entered in 2016 
but Jameis Winston's w- was his quarterback in 2015. So he didn't enter due to a quarterback change. He still had the same quarterback. Odell Beckham here again. T.Y. Hilton back. And again, he missed the time due to missed games. Julio Jones. He dropped some spots, but he's still in here. Michael Thomas enters with Drew Brees. I believe that was his rookie year that he entered, or second year. But, again, Drew Brees was the quarterback there. Doug Baldwin shows up again. Devontae Adams enters. Devontae Adams had been on the team since 2014. But it took him a while to get the trust of Aaron Rodgers, so he enters at number nine. Brandon Cooks enters. So Drew Brees putting two guys here at number 10. Larry Fitzgerald coming back. Didn't change quarterbacks. Carson Palmer's with him. Michael Crabtree enters. Now again, when Michael Crabtree entered, He had already been on that team. He had already been on the team. Derek Carr was already his quarterback. So he didn't enter due to a quarterback change. He just got better. (laughs) He didn't enter due to a quarterback change. He just got better for that one year. 2017. Because Golden Tate, he missed a couple years. Because, again, Calvin Johnson was back. Then Calvin Johnson retired. So he missed a couple years as the Lions recalibrated their team. But Matthew Stafford put Golden Tate and Marvin Jones at number 12 and number 11. DeAndre Hopkins, number two wide receiver overall. He had Tom Savage, T.J. Yates, and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, I believe that was his first year on the team. That was his rookie year. So Deshaun Watson finished it up. Keenan Allen with Phillip Rivers. Of course, Larry Fitzgerald gets there. Carson Palmer had gotten injured halfway through the season. So yeah, Blaine Gabbard and Drew Stanton throwing him the ball. Jarvis Landry has Jay Cutler in the Dolphins, with the Dolphins. So he had entered with Ryan Tannehill, got out. And then when they got off of Ryan Tannehill and get Jay Cutler, he re-enters. Which could essentially be a quarterback downgrade. Or in line, one-for-one quarterback swap. Either way, Jarvis Landry gets there. He also gets there again a few years later with Baker Mayfield. So it didn't matter what quarterback you was giving Jarvis Landry, he was a top 12er. Didn't matter which 
quarterback you was giving DeAndre Hopkins, he was a top 12er. Like, he's getting in. Didn't matter. Tyreek Hill, same thing. Uh, he entered with Alex Smith. Then the next year, when he when Patrick Mahomes took over, he shot up to number three. Then when he switched from Mahomes to Tua, he, sh- he 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 still had he still was in the top twelve. Devontae Adams leaving Aaron Rodgers to go to play with the Las Vegas Raiders. He's still wide receiver three with Derek Carr. Stephon Diggs was a top 12 receiver with Kirk Cousins. He missed top 12 in 2019 due to some injury. But then when he gets with Josh Allen, he turns Josh Allen into an elite quarterback. So again, we, we we went there. We wanted to look at these things. And the only things that I could find here, and these are the things that I found as far as switching quarterbacks, what it did to their stock, to their value, to, to where they finished. Demetrius Thomas and Eric Decker, they both entered the top 12 in 2012, when Peyton Manning came over to be the quarterback for the Broncos. Eric Decker in 2013, he went from number nine. So he was number nine in 2014. He got, he went over to the Jets to be Geno Smith's top target, and he dropped down to. Wide receiver 26 in 2014. So he went from Peyton Manning at number nine, went to Geno Smith, finished at 26. Of course, that supports our theory. That supports the theory that, yo, quarterback play matters for these guys, right? That supports that theory. In 2015, Demetrius Thomas was number 11, right? He dropped out of the top 12 when Peyton Manning retired. In 2016, him and Emmanuel Sanders, he finished, Demetrius Thomas finished as the 15th overall wide receiver, and Emmanuel Sanders finished as the 20th overall wide receiver, and both of them finished this way under Trevor Simeon. Now, mind you, again, no, they were not top 12, but both of them were wide receiver twos under Trevor Simeon. Does it? Yes, that supports the fact that there will be some drop-off with moving from an elite quarterback of Peyton Manning's uh, caliber to that of Trevor Simeon, but it did not fully affect them where they dropped significantly out of wide receiver two range like Eric Decker when he went from one team to the other. 
this is within the same team. So they were within the same scheme. Trevor Simeon was just the quarterback doing the, the throwing. This is where we came from. Then we looked at Brandon Cooks from 2016 to 2017. This is where he switched teams. He moved from the Saints over to the Patriots. So he went from one elite quarterback to another elite quarterback. And in 2016, he finished as the 10th overall wide receiver. But in 2017, he dropped five spots to the 15th overall receiver, which means, again, the changing teams thing is what really does it for you. That's where your your significant drop-off comes from, changing teams. Now, that could be a reason. The reason why that could be is because you're changing schemes, you're changing personnel, you're changing terminology. It takes you a minute to get into that. But this guy only dropped five spots going from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another Hall of Fame quarterback. Then again, Tyreek Hill went from Number nine in 2017 with Alex Smith to in 2018, he was the number three overall court, uh, wide receiver with Patrick Mahomes in his first year. Patrick Mahomes' first year. But if we take that same thing there, in 2021, he was number six, but then he shot up to number two and had all career highs. When going from Mahomes to Tua in the scheme that is of Mike McDaniel. Now, we could say it's the scheme that made him better. We could say that it was the fact that Tua and him used him a little bit differently. We could say whatever. But the fact of the matter is there was a no, there was a obvious downgrade in quarterback from Mahomes to Tua. But Tyreek Hill's production is at an all-time high. Then, of course, we talked about T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton went from 5th in 2016 to 27 in 2017 when going from Andrew Luck's retirement to going to Jacoby Brissett. Now, that was a jolt to the system there. Nobody knew that Andrew Luck was going to retire there. I don't believe they were ready to put Jacoby Brissett in as their number one quarterback, but they had to. And T.Y. Hilton dropped in 2016 from number five to number 27. But let's not forget that in 2022, Jacoby Brissett supported Amari Cooper as a top 12 fantasy wide receiver in getting him double digit points in eight of the 10 in eight of his 10 games that he had with them, eight of them. He was good enough to support a top 12 wide receiver years later down the road, five years down the road. Now, not saying that Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback, saying that it's a subpar play, but Again, when you have the talent, you're able to do that. Did T.Y. Hilton have the talent or did luck make him better? Is what we're saying here. Maybe that's the case, maybe not. But he was pretty much one of the only people that I seen that 
on the same team due to a quarterback change in the same system, he dropped off that much. Maybe he just wasn't good at all. And he's never really gotten back to said status, man. T.Y. Hilton, after uh, Andrew Luck retired, T.Y. Hilton was never the same, man. I mean... He did bounce back in 2018 a little bit. But after that, man, 2018 was his last hoorah, his last good performance. And that came where Jacoby Brissett was. I believe that was his second year uh, in this system. Or did they did they pivot to Phillip Rivers? I think they pivot. No. I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Andrew Luck was hurt. He didn't retire. He he was hurt in 2017. Yeah, my apologies. Andrew Luck was hurt in 2017. He missed the entire season. That's why T.Y. Hilton dropped off. But that was a jolt to the system there. They didn't expect that to happen. That injury happened, forced him to miss the entirety of the year. And then I believe in, you know, he T.Y. Hilton had that good, that good uh, run, his final run with Andrew Luck, but he wasn't back in the top 12 at that point. Um, but again, we saw the drop off from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett. After Andrew Luck retired, as I said, T.Y. Hilton was never the same after that. Devontae Parker was another guy who we looked at who we wanted to see that he go into. He entered the top 12 in 2019. And in 2018, he, he was nowhere to be found. He was 104. He was injury prone, couldn't stay on the field. But in 2019, he finished as the wide receiver 11. In 2018, he had Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback, as a quarterback, and in 2019, he had Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback. Which technically, that is a downgrade. Ryan Tannehill was objectively better at football at, at the quarterback position than Ryan Fitzpatrick was. But again, a bad quarterback, bad offense, throwing the ball gets a guy into the top 12. And then, of course, like we said, Stefan Diggs, he dropped out of the top 12 in 2019 due to missing some games. And then in 2020, when he played with Josh Allen, he made Josh Allen elite because before that, Josh Allen was not an elite quarterback. He was, we were questioning whether or not this guy was going to still be in the league, whether or not they were going to give him contract extensions. All of that was being talked about until Stefan Diggs gets there. But that was all we were able to see, man. Out of 120 players, man. You only see two guys drop off due to quarterback play. Everybody else didn't even matter. Didn't matter. They didn't drop out due to quarterback play. They dropped out due to injury, not playing enough games. That's why they dropped out. 
None of them dropped out due to quarterback play. None of them entered due to quarterback play with the exception of the Broncos in 2012 when they were starting to get guys in because Peyton Manning came over. And this is what people are expecting with Aaron Rodgers. Except with Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning was about 35, 36 when he went over to the the Broncos. Yeah, he was coming off of several neck surgeries, but he then had three of the best years of his career. The fourth year, the final year that they did win the Super Bowl there was not one of his best years, but he had three great years where he put guys onto this list. That's the only indication that we've shown where somebody got a better quarterback and and got better and put up better numbers. Those are the only indications where you got a better quarterback and you put up better numbers. Because at the, the Stephon Diggs thing, at the time, he was honestly going to a, a, a worse quarterback situation. Josh Allen was objectively worse of a quarterback at the time than Kirk Cousins. He was going to a, better, to a worse situation, to a bad situation. But it turns out to be a good situation because he made Josh Allen better. But we have not seen where a quarterback, where the quarterback play has elevated the guys around them to put them into this upper echelon of players. Outside of the Broncos in 2012. Outside of the Broncos in 2012. That's the only way we're able to see that. So, to us, you know, Keenan Allen was getting in. He was a top 12. Before Herbert. Mike Evans. Before Brady. Chris Godwin. Didn't even get in there with Brady. He got in there with James Winston. You know, Allen Robinson, it didn't matter what quarterback he was. He did it with the Jags. He did it with the Bears. Brandon Marshall, he did it with the Bears. He did it with the Jets. It didn't even matter who the quarterback was for these guys. DeAndre Hopkins, it didn't matter who the fuck the quarterback was. He was getting in. It didn't matter. Cooper Cup did it with golf in, in, in 2019. And then he did it with... Matthew Stafford in 2021. Tyree Hill did it with three different quarterbacks. Devontae Adams, two different quarterbacks. Stephon Diggs, two different quarterbacks. A.J. Brown did it with two different quarterbacks. He did it with Ryan Tannehill, and then he did it with Jalen Hurts. Amari Cooper... Did it with uh, Dak Prescott and then came back and did it with Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson. 
Jarvis Landry, did it with Baker Mayfield, did it with Ryan Tannehill. Michael Thomas's record-breaking year, Drew Brees only played half the season. So he did it with Drew Brees, he did it with T Teddy Bridgewater. Like, it didn't matter who the quarterback is. And there is no indication outside of the Broncos getting Peyton Manning in 2012 that a quarterback change is going to produce elite receiving options. Like, he, that he's going to push these guys to be into the top 12. So we have to think about that. Well, we're, we we thought we had to think about that last season. If we had to, if we if we really had if we had the data available to us, if we did the research, we would have known that Russell Wilson wasn't going to produce some guys. wasn't going to produce some guys changing teams. We should have known that. Now we have to think about the same thing when we're talking about Derek Carr going to New Orleans. Is Chris Olave and Mike Thomas, we've seen Mike Thomas do it without, but Mike Thomas hasn't played in a couple years, and Chris Olave, are we going to see one of those guys enter the top 12? We have Aaron Rodgers going over to the Jets. Are we going to see Gary Wilson enter the top 12? You know, what we're really seeing here and what the data is showing us is that elite quarterbacks can put two guys in the top 12. But bad offenses and mediocre quarterbacks can put guys in the top 12 as well. And they're putting them in the top 12 at a higher clip than the elites. And I was very generous, again, with those with the people that have elite status, who I gave elite status to. I was very generous with that. So the data is showing that bad offenses with mediocre quarterbacks can put wide receivers in the top 12 at a higher clip. Because, and, and, and the theory behind that is because these guys are going to be behind. They have to throw the ball to keep it competitive. And these wide receivers, these elite wide receivers, because the wide receivers are who are who is really elite. These elite wide receivers get can still get open. They can still create yards after the catch. They can still catch bad balls that are thrown their ways because of bad quarterback play. As long as that guy can get the ball there, which if you are an NFL quarterback, you can definitely get the ball out. And this guy will extend because of his amazing catch radius, he'll catch the ball. Because of his amazing route running skills, he'll get open so that you can get him the ball. Because of his after-the-catch ball-in-the-hand ball skills, he can do work, make guys miss, get yak. This is why these guys become top 12, because they're good receivers in bad offenses. So we have to look at the data. We have to know that that is the case. 
And we have to stop sitting here saying that, oh, this guy's going to play better because he's got this quarterback coming. The data doesn't prove that. The data does not prove that he's going to be better because he has that quarterback coming. There's only been one instance that I've found that the quarterback has made the receivers better and made them in the top 12, made them into the top 12. Patrick Mahomes is, you know, you, you could say he's the best quarterback in the game. None of the receivers that he has will make it in the top 12 of fantasy. He's not making those guys better. They are winning games because he spreads the ball around enough and he's got enough people that can do just enough to score touchdowns for him, but he ain't making those guys better. It just ain't happening. And especially for our purposes in fantasy football, He's not making he's not making us want to go. Uh, I'm not going to go pick up anybody that's attached to him. Like, oh, well, let's go get, you know, Scott Moore or Rasheed White or Rasheed Rice. We we're not going to go get any one of those guys. Nobody's going to go pick them. We weren't picking Nicole Hartman. We won't picking fucking Marquez Valdez Scantling. We won't picking none of them dudes. Nobody's drafting any of those fucking guys because Patrick Mahomes is not making those guys better. They all trash. <laughs> like, all of them. All of them. But they do just enough to for him. Just enough. You know? But, again, man, when they ask you who's throwing them the ball, you tell them it don't matter if he good. It don't matter if he good. Again, we saw Gary Wilson last year become the offensive rookie of the year with subpar quarterback play and trash-ass play calling from his offensive coordinator. I still can't believe we hired that guy as our offensive coordinator here in the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, I can't stand Mac. Was it Mike LaFleur? Oh, I can't stand that guy. Oh, I think he's horrible. I think he's a horrible offensive coordinator. But he go resurge his career here in L.A. He'll keep his mouth shut and learn something. But I appreciate you guys listening to me as always, man. You know, I do these things and do these, this out, these hours of research just to put together these episodes. Just so you guys can have the data and just know that I'm really, really putting effort into trying to help you win your fantasy leagues don't go out here worried about whether or not the court who the quarterback is Mike Evans Chris Godwin you know uh these are guys that it doesn't matter who their quarterback is they've shown that they could perform no matter who the quarterback is as long as the scheme is good they're going to be all right. They can get open. If you believe that they're going to be a bad offense and that they, and if they're anything like last year and can't run the ball, drafting those guys where they're currently going is going to be a steal for you. 
because they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, and these two guys can get open. They get open. So, it, And Baker Mayfield has shown that he can support a top 12 fantasy wide receiver. If that is, in fact, that Baker Mayfield is going to be the quarterback. And to be honest, no disrespect to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., but this right here would be the best collection of wide receivers that he has ever had in his career. I'm pretty sure he could make that work a little bit. And we forget that Tom Brady did help put together a nice core here. That offensive line is pretty damn good. They're not the best run block. I'm not even going to say they're not the best run blocking thing because Leonard Fournette was just, he's he's not a good running back. But, and I don't care what anybody says about that, but he's not a good running back. And Rashad White wasn't good in between the tackles either last year, but that offensive line is pretty good in pass protection. And I think that either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, they'll have some time to throw the ball And, yes, they are going to be down because they're not going to be that good of a football team. But if you believe that they're going to be bad, which means that they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, then you can subscribe to the notion that, hey, these guys are going to get open and they're going to be fantasy producers for me. So I appreciate you guys. As always, man, be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one. I'm out.